I think it is, and I think the um, the, the reason why I know that, as someone who's been on shadow boards and boards and, and what have you, is that people are talking and working together at a local level that never happened in the past. What used to happen uh, many, many years ago um, was that the health board would pitch up for a meeting with the council and everybody would tell each other why it was their responsibility to deal with the issues. Uh, actually now it's the same people in the same room having a joint responsibility and accepting a joint responsibility to deal with those issues and I think that's that's the that's night and day so it's not about blaming people it's about saying how do we resolve some of the issues so that's been really welcome and we are seeing more and more services being repatriated if you like from centres into local areas and then the local uh, joint uh, board being able to, to have a, a good discussion about those in public as well. How tough though is it for you uh, for local authorities, for councils to deliver the service they would wish to be delivering to communities? Well, the thing is, it's always been a challenge. I, I, people always tell me there was some period of, of time where it was there was no challenges. Uh, well, I, I was elected in 2007, uh, and at that point, the, the budget in, in Mona, uh, Authority in East Lothian was £27 million for adult social care. It's now in excess of £50 million. So there's always been challenges around that, and I remember those challenges around care, around you know, young people around adults, people with disabilities, the elderly, always those challenges. So um, I think what the difference is is that people are in the same room discussing the challenges and how they resolve them rather than just saying it's your fault. And that's a, that's a key issue about integration. How would you characterise that relationship then between the councils and their local NHS boards? Um, I think it's improving. I, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure we're 100% there as yet, I think that'd be the case if you spoke to someone in a, a health board or you spoke to someone in a local authority. I think I think what's key again is that people are able to sit there and discuss where there's issues of concern. Obviously you have two different cultures, you know you have a health culture and you have a local authority culture. But I think as time goes by, um, we're getting to the point where people aren't, aren't wearing different lanyards anymore with their ID badges, you know we're all we're working in the same place, doing the same job. And over time, people, it, it should be possible at some point to walk into offices and not know whether someone worked for health or worked for the local authority. They're all working for the, the partnership. Can you improve the process of setting the budgets for integrated joint boards, particularly, where the money is coming from two pots mm. and the timelines for each setting their budget are not in sync? Well, funnily enough, we actually had made some progress on that up until the budget being delayed from last year, we've made some progress to get to a point where it used to be the case, for example, local authorities would pretty much set their budgets around about February of each year. And then the offer to the, the, the uh, Health Social Care Partnership would come from the council a few weeks later. Then what would happen in June, the health board would set their budget and there was this dis disjointedness. Now last year that improved dramatically. It was set to improve even more this year to get to a point where it was pretty similar in terms of the offers coming through from each of the partners. But of course with the delay in the budget, um, that that's caused an issue this year, but I think I think the progress has been made, and I think it, it will get to the point where um, it's almost the offers coming from both the health board and the local authority at a similar period uh, of time. And of course, the NHS they now have this uh, medium-term financial framework that should allow them to do that rather than just say it's year to year. They should be able to cast it over a three-year period. And would you hope the same for IJBs? Yeah, I, I would. I, I would say that's. I mean, most local authorities, even though they get one-year figures, they do set indicative budgets for year two and year three. So there should be no reason why, uh, both from a health board point of view and from a local authority point of view, now I accept if you have one year figures from government, uh, you can only have absolute certainty over year one. But I have to say to you, most multi-year budgets, when you get to year two, it doesn't actually look like year two that you set 12 months previously. 
things change as you go along, but it should be possible to at least give that kind of indicative budget, and that will really help IGBs to plan ahead in some of the transformational change. We're hearing of repeatedly of a tension between uh, the independent and third sector providers of social care and the local authorities that those that pr those uh, councils that have their own facilities their own staff are paying at a different and higher rate than they are willing to pay their contractors their providers is there room to meet in the middle because I, we do hear that some uh, providers are finding it pretty tough mm. uh, well, I, th I think that is the case and, and but there's ongoing discussions around that for example, the government has invested tens of millions of pounds to ensure that the working wage can be paid uh, to the third independent sector. Now, I know uh, there are some issues around that and there's some discussions that are ongoing around that, but we have a continual dialogue with Scottish Care, CCPS, a whole range of organisations uh, to ensure that where there are issues, uh, we talk about them. We, we don't want people handing back contracts or saying they can't, you know, they can't manage a contract, particularly in rural areas, because then what happens, the council has to come along and has to fulfil that uh, that need. So um, there are sometimes some discussions that happen. Um, sometimes that's held at a local level uh, around the uh, contract about commissioning services, um, but also there's an ongoing dialogue at national level, and we welcome that. And that's not just the, from COSLA and the, the sector, it's COSLA, the sector and government, and that kind of tripartite arrangement, having that discussion around some of those issues. What's the rationale for paying less to an independent provider than you would pay to your own team? Well, I think you've got to remember that terms and conditions for staff and councils is something that's built up over decades in terms of, it's not just about pay, of course, it's about pensions, um, it's about job uh, training, it's about development, it's about uh, job opportunities, about advancement. These are things that have changed, uh, that have been built up over decades in local authorities. Um, obviously, I mean, the issue in terms of third independent sector is that the services are commissioned. Um, now, I mean, I know there's a concern about how, how can you have a competitive market when you're dealing with care, um, but there's not that many providers that come forward. I mean, there's not there's not 20 or 30 providers come forward for every contract. Sometimes it's a, it's a very small number. Um, but the rationale is that, you know, you have a budget and you commission services and you try and commission the services. Now, there's an, there's an ongoing dialogue between, for example, how much per hour should be paid for um, a part of a contract. Um, that's not the amount of money that's paid to the individual who's delivering the service. Uh, and that's why there's been support from government around the living wage. So I understand those issues, but you know what you can't have, I mean, people talk about co-production, that seems to be a phrase that comes up quite a lot. Um, you know, The local authority is unlikely to pay the exact terms and conditions um, for their own staff to people they commission services to, because if that was the case, then you'd be as well just doing it yourself. What would be the what was and it's not about an incentive. It's about saying, well, why would you not? Why would you take a chance of going out to contract uh, to tender all the time? You would just do more of it in house. Now I know there are some local authorities who are, who are doing more and more work in house, and sometimes that is on the back of contractors handing back contracts that they can't fulfil. But um, but there's always going to be this mixed economy. There always has been. Same in the in the care home sector. There's always been this mixed economy with local authority homes and uh, private providers. Do you think that the mixed economy is, uh, from your own experience in East Lothian, is, is, is a good thing, that it enriches the mix? Well, I, I think it does because I think people come with different ideas and different views about how to deliver uh, services. Um, there are providers in, uh, in East Lothian who have been around for decades who are um, pretty much a social enterprise. 
uh, is they were paying the living wage long before somebody came along and said you should pay the living wage. Uh, but the upside for them, of course, is that they've been able to retain their staff. They've not had as high a turnover um, around that. So therefore, you've you, you've had the benefit of investing in their staff. You know, some providers I know, for example, were the SVQs were at a higher level um, than was a requirement um, many years ago. So um, I, I think it's quite healthy to have that kind of mixture um, because people have different ideas about how they... And actually, we can learn from each other. I mean, I think, you know, local authorities may come as a shock. Uh, that don't have a monopoly on wisdom. I think it's important that where people have good ideas, providers delivering care on the ground, we can learn from that and we can work with people. But I think it's quite helpful to have that mixed economy. But that's not for every local... For some local authorities, they tend to go heavily to more uh, in-house. Some local authorities, it's almost entirely out with the, the local authority in terms of staffing. But that's the decision for local authorities, because obviously in some areas it depends on wage levels, availability of staff, capacity. We're almost on the eve of, of the, uh, the new Public Health Scotland mm. coming into, in, into being. What's been the role and what will be the role of local authorities in this new organisation? Well, I mean, the, the, the huge change, of course, with Public Health Scotland, apart from the fact that we're having Public Health Scotland, is the uh, the, the, the joint nature of accountability, uh, where I'm, I'm working very well with uh, Joe Fitzpatrick, who's the Minister of Public Health, uh, and we take very seriously our joint approach. Uh, the sponsorship teams are a joint sponsorship team from COSLA and from the Scottish Government uh, in terms of working with uh, people in the Public Health Scotland or to be Public Health Scotland. I think the, that's the big difference is actually, I've sp- I mean, I've been to meetings with Public Health Directors who um, will say, well, what's, what are all these people in local government going to do? And then I speak to people in local government and say, what are all these people in public health going to do? But actually, working together is absolutely the way forward. I mean, that, and I think that's the difference. I think it'll bring people together in the same room, uh, talking about public health, talking about more than just, I mean, we're talking about at the moment about, you know, pandemics and viruses, but actually talking about, you know, life expectancy, um, poverty, uh, inequalities in our communities. Why does that happen? And getting people around the table. So... The, the big change, as far as I can see in my experience so far, is the fact that um, in all the discussions we have around things like appointments, things like, uh, for example, how the board's made up, um, local authorities are, are jointly um, and get equal billing at the table with government, and that's really important. 